Macworld podcast number 200, special iPhone 4 edition, brought to you on June 24, 2010. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Macworld podcast, a very special Macworld podcast. And I'm a very special guest host, Philip Michaels. The eyes of the world may be on the World Cup in South Africa, but the eyes of the Mac universe... Thank you for doing that. The eyes of the Mac universe are on a little tiny phone that Apple released today, June 24th, the iPhone 4, the latest phone. I was about to say, we, we, we might not be able to match the World Cup thrill for thrill, but at least we won't have those Vuvuzelas, but uh, then someone had to ruin it. Joining me today, we have a, a, a group of editors spanning the globe to talk about the iPhone 4, assuming that the globe is sort of uh, square or a or, or a parallelogram. Um, That's a terrible globe. Yes, not a not a good globe at all. Um, and that it it reaches out to Boston and then down south to Cupertino and beyond. Um, joining us from the Boston end of the globe is uh, senior associate editor Dan Moore. And hi, Dan. There there are ends to globes. I yes, it's just a big sphere. The, the the parallelogram globe for this metaphorical. It's uh, very America shaped. This globe. Yes, it is. Um, as is our mindset. Uh, farther down south in his uh, uh, remote mountain fortress, we have uh, senior editor Chris Breen. Hello. Hi. Uh, from Cupertino, uh, senior editor Dan Frakes. We should point out it's his house in Cupertino that he Te- – Technically not in Cupertino, but near Cupertino. Near, near Cupertino. Close enough to he, count. I, whenever we say that you're calling us in from calling in from Cupertino, Dan, I, I, I feel that we're creating the impression in our readers' minds that you're a squatter on Apple's campus. and you, Some, you Sometimes I am. You I mean, roam from building yeah. to building trying to avoid security. And right, right. Camped out in, in, the, in the back, in the back uh, lawn. Living by your wits. And and finally, in the uh, in joining me here in San Francisco and and making annoying Vuvuzela noises over my intro is is Jason Snell, editorial director. Hello, and thank you for having me on this exciting number two hundred podcast. Our two hundredth podcast, and what a product Apple has given um, given us to talk about for this two hundredth podcast. A phone. Is this phone worthy of the two hundredth podcast? By Macworld. Um, let me throw that question to uh, Jason. And is it worthy? Um, I think it's worthy. A, a new Apple product is absolutely worthy of uh, the, being the topic of uh, our podcast, as so many of these podcasts are about these brand new product releases. The question for me is: Is it worth waiting in a very long line to get one? I don't. I I, I can't answer that question. But let's try and get someone on the line who can. It will be uh, yet another editor from yet another corner of our. Square, increasing pentagram-shaped globe now, oh, I believe. Uh, let's try and get John Seff on the line. Just uh, – John is in line. John, so, John is actually in line waiting to get his there. iPhone 4. Here we go. This is new. We're waiting for John Seff to pick up. It's exciting. Oh. Hey, John. This is, uh, this is the Macworld podcast calling. Are you in line? I am in line at the Stonestown Mall in San Francisco. The Stonestown Mall, which apparently is experiencing severe flooding since John is, is talking to us from underwater. John, how long have you been in line? I've been in line for a little more than three hours at this point. Oh, my. How long is the line? Are you anywhere near the front of it? 
they're probably uh, someone actually just came by and counted, and I believe I was somewhere in the 70s. So it was about 75 people ahead of me at this point. John, they've been they've been uh, uh, handing out iPhones to people who who've reserved them for what must be uh, four and a half hours now. Why why uh, why are you still there? I guess is my my question. If I if I can put it delicately. Uh, because they're still alive. Um, I don't I don't actually know uh, what's taken so long inside, but uh, there there's actually two lines here. There's the reservation line that people will reserve, and that's the long line. And there's a short line for people who are here just to get the phone, and those people, um, they capped it at the number of phones they have for non-reservation, and they're letting those people in, like, one at a time every, you know, half an hour or so. So the, in a sense, if you got there early enough for the standby line, it, it would have probably been better to, to go into that line instead. It could have been. You know, it's hard to tell exactly how they're letting people in, but uh, those, those people, although I, I believe some of those people have been here since last night. Well, that, there is that, that side of it, whereas you just sh- uh, showed up at around uh, uh, 637 o'clock. Uh, I showed up a little, little after eight, actually. Oh, a little after eight, slacker. What is the mood <laughs> like in the line? Are people uh, anticipating the the new iPhone? Are they are are they a little bit jaded since this is the fourth time around for the phone? Uh, no, I mean people people seem fairly calm, but also excited. There's a lot of people using their iPhones in line to pass the time right now. And uh, earlier in the day, Starbucks came by giving uh, free coffee, so. People are, you know, hopped up on caffeine a little bit, so that's keeping them going. All right, John. Well, we are going to let you get back to the very important business of, of standing. Um, thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, once you get your phone, stop by the Cinnabon and, and uh, pick up a pick up a nice uh, cinnamon roll and expense it to MacWorld. Oh, great! I was thinking of San Francisco Soup Company. Actually, go for it. I, I, it's on us. It's on us, John. This is a Macworld podcast exclusive. I can report that John's lunch is going to be paid for by Macworld now. Mm -hmm. And that he will be enjoying soup. Yes. Thanks, John. Uh, Hang in there. So what we've learned on this podcast so far, uh, long lines at some of the the Apple stores. We'll we'll turn it to you. uh, uh, Chris, Chris, did you wait in the line today, too? I did. I was in Monterey, California. I got there about 6.15, proving I'm not a slacker. Yes. And uh, they opened uh, at 7, as they said they would. There were uh, two distinct lines. They had the reservation line, and there were probably, when I arrived there, maybe I was number 70 in line. Um, by the time the doors opened at 7 with a countdown and applause, there were probably double that number. And in the... Um, Let's see. I had a companion in line who was talking to me about this. Uh, he said those who have a uh, an optimistic outlook on life were in the other line, and that had to be about 250 to 300 people wow. who thought if they just showed up early enough, they might get a phone. And as we progressed through the line, sure enough, some of those people were being let in, not at the rate the reserved people were being let in. But I think Apple, at least that store, felt confident enough that they had enough on hand that they could – give some out to people who had no reservation at all. And Dan, you went in a line today too, didn't you? Yeah, I got I got to the Cambridgeside Galleria in Cambridge, Massachusetts, just about seven o'clock. There were already 
I'm going to say several hundred people in line. I, the, the line actually stretched outside the mall where the store is, um, which is a pretty pretty good distance, maybe about, uh, I don't know, uh, 80 or 90 yards or something. Um, it's a pretty long, it was a pretty long line. There were several hundred people there. Like, like Chris said, there was a reserve line and a non-reserve line. Um, I did notice again that the, the, the non-reserve line did not move nearly as fast. And I talked to a few people about it, including a security guard who said, yeah, you see that guy over there? He's been there since like 530 in the morning and he had moved maybe 10 feet. Whereas, you know, we were sort of sliding all the way down much, much more quickly. But it was, it was an interesting experience. Um, I've waited in line for the original iPhone and the 3G. And I think this one at least was the quickest line wait for me. And it was one of the more pleasant ones since I was inside. And it was a bit of a hot, humid day out here. I, I was going to ask, um, uh, some of these launches have not gone smoothly. I think the, the iPhone 3G launch would be the one that, mm. uh, that leaps immediately to mind and probably uh, uh, gives people – unpleasant flashbacks how did that com- how did uh, that event compare to the one today well for me anyways i felt like the once you got through the process of waiting in line which itself was you know very long um in the store things went incredibly smoothly mm-hmm. um i walked up they they double checked my reservation handed me a box um one of the specialists took me over and like helped me just plug it in and fill out the paperwork and stuff and i pl- when i plugged the phone in it activated immediately and I was probably in and out of the store in like, you know, less than 10 minutes. And that, you know, compared to some of the 3G launches and the 3G launch, I think I was in there probably more like like 20 minutes, half an hour. The AT&T launch was awful I, or in the original iPhone. I was in an AT&T store and I was in there for at least like an hour mm-hmm. once I'd been in line all day. So for me anyways, this seemed pretty smooth. Like I said, I was only in line about four hours, which in the past has been more like six or seven. Um, but I think that's a function of, you know, they... They went on sale early in the morning. Um, they, you know, had let you reserve stuff ahead of time, so a lot of the, that issue was taken care of. They weren't as worried about quantities and things like that. So it seems, given the number of people that um, not only reserved phones but just showed up in the hopes that they could get one, that uh, people seem excited about this this uh, iPhone four. I guess my question to uh, to you, Dan Frakes, is is should people be excited? Is there are there things to be excited about? <laughs> Well, I guess that depends on the person, right? How much do you do you really like your well, iPhone and want it to be better? Okay, let me let me ask a different question. Are you excited, Dan? <laughs> well, I I was one of the lucky people who um, surprisingly ordered through AT and T because I couldn't get through to the Apple Store um, on the fifteenth, and um, AT and T said, "Sure, we'll have your phone there. In fact, we'll have it a day early and bring it right to your doorstep." So yesterday afternoon, I, I actually got it and uh, didn't have to wait in line today. Although I am going by an Apple Store later today to check on some accessories and things like that, so I'm still going to be part of the madness. Um, but uh, do you plan on like presenting your iPhone four with a flourish to the people who are still in line? I thought maybe I'd walk in line while I'm holding it, you know, mm-hmm. just for people to say, you know, look at me puzzled, like, why are you standing in line since you've already got it? But um, no, I think by the time I get there, there'll probably be enough people who've had them and, and walked out of the store with them that it's no longer a novelty. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I, it's, uh, you know, um, if you're going from a 3GS to a to a to a iPhone 4, uh, there are definitely some some nice advances. Uh, the screen is is pretty amazing, actually. Since I've had this in my hand for a day, uh, the screen is 
is as incredible as, as people have talked about it. Uh, you ha- hold the old one up to the new one, and there's a huge difference. And if you if you do a lot of text reading on your phone, whether it's email or Instapaper or RSS feeds or, or, or iBooks and Kindle, uh, the screen alone is a, is a major difference and I think is a, is a worthy upgrade. Uh, and the camera, of course, is also much better both the the resolution of it, the fact that you can do H two video, and that it's got now got a you know a, a, a modest flash on it, uh, I think are are big upgrades. So for people who tend to use their phone for those things a lot, I think it's definitely worth you know worth getting excited about. Whether for people who don't work in this industry and need an iPhone uh, at the very first minute, whether it's worth it for them to wait in line overnight is a different question, I think. Uh, Jason, you uh, actually went to Apple this morning to to uh uh, talk iPhones. What kind of uh, what kind of knowledge did they drop on you while uh, while you were there? Uh, well, we only had half an hour, and and they like to do their spiel of sort of like, oh well, let's show you FaceTime and let's show you this and that. I, I tried to glean a little bit. I, I asked them about the um, the stainless steel uh, rim around the uh, around the edges, which is uh, two antennae. Um, actually, there's one of the um, one of the little metal, uh, the little black gaps between the metal on the right side is purely cosmetic. It really is there as a. Uh, they didn't say this, but it's clear it's there to provide symmetry to the one that's on the other side that separates um, piece one, the one on the left side, which is the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi, from uh, the one on the right side, which is the cellular antenna. Um, we talked about the microphone on the top, which is used for noise cancellation when you're holding the phone to your ear. It actually is used to assist in adding sound when you're doing a FaceTime call, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what else what else they gave me tidbits about. We, we talked about iMovie a little bit, and uh, I know Chris has been working on a, a story for Macworld.com about iMovie for the iPhone 4. Um, you know, it's... Uh, the the retina display i think is is as dan said really interesting and uh one of the things that i've noticed is the iphone 3 3g 3gs even the original iphone that screen is a beautiful screen it's a really high resolution screen and it was at the time it came out a kind of a revelation and when you look at it even now you think wow this is a pretty good screen but when you compare it to the iphone 4 you can you can see that the iphone 4 is vastly better um, and smoother and higher resolution. So um, I, I think that's uh, one of the things that's really going to strike people about this is is just that screen. I, I want to talk about uh, uh, some of the features you mentioned in just a moment. But uh, you mentioned the antennas on the side, and one of the uh, one of the uh, stories making the rounds today on the the internet. I heard it on the radio driving into the office. Is that the uh, there might be an issue with the antennas in some case where yeah. And I'm I'm trying to to uh, report the story from memory here, but if you put your fingers over where the antennas are, the the bars drop down. Uh, can anyone, uh, Jason, you're making a kind of a a confused lemon face. The lemon, the lemon face. My understanding is that there's a um, there's a problem with the way the bars are reported because bars don't really exist and they're they're extrapolated from signal data, and that Apple's probably going to release a software fix that changes that. Um, I saw Arnold Kim, who does Mac Rumors, say that there have been people reporting about if they put their hands all over the phone in certain places, um, they see the bars drop. Um, I've heard other people say the bars drop, but you can still make calls, so it's a cosmetic thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I was under I've, the- I've heard someone else suggest that the moisture on your hands could mm-hmm. play with the antenna. Whereas, who knows? You know, like well, there have also been reports that people are actually experiencing dropped calls, and the the, the theory is that. 
as you mentioned, there are these antennas all the way around the outside of the case, and by holding it certain ways, you're bridging the antennas and causing interference. I don't know. That it's who knows. We'll we'll probably know more in a few days. But or but could of course, it, could it also be people getting their new iPhones and then flooding AT and T's network with the guess where I'm calling from calls that they're making. It's a are shoe you, phone. Are you implying there might be a problem with AT&T's network, Phil? Uh, perish the thought. Uh, uh, another problem that we've heard reports of uh, today are um, uh, uh, yellowing screens, little uh, uh, button-sized dots, yellow dots. Similar, um, it sounds like, to what people were experiencing with the, uh, the IMAX screens last year. Have any of you gentlemen heard anything in that regard or experienced your, it yourself firsthand? I, I haven't seen any. I've heard basically the same reports. And the, the most recent suggestion, which, you know, caveat emptor, comes from a uh, a post on a Apple Insider forum just from some random guy who claimed to be associated uh, with this company, is that the chemical bonding agent. So in the new iPhone screens, one thing that's new in the iPhone 4 is that the LCD display is actually bonded to the glass. Um, and so this uh, poster claimed that the chemical bonding agent that they used to adhere those two things um, had not had time to evaporate properly, possibly based on the, the amount of time between sh- manufacturing the phone and shipping it out. He um, also claimed that as the as you continue to use it, the evaporation process will continue and, in fact, go faster if you have, like, the screen on a bunch more, I guess probably because of heat. Um and that eventually those bubbles, those little blotches will disappear. And there have been some reports that seem like they might confirm it, but I haven't seen anything firsthand enough to, to be able to say for sure. Mm. Well, if it's an anonymous post on an internet forum, that's good enough. It can't be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I just happen to be looking at my, uh, at my 4 compared to my 3GS right now. And I think every single, um, every single iPhone, it seems like to me, and I've, I've had, you know, had the experience of using all four, they all have slightly different color casts in their screen. So comparing a 4 next to my 3GS, the 3GS definitely looks a lot redder in the display, and the, the 4 looks a bit yellower. But, I mean, I feel like every successive generation, it's always been slightly different. Very well. Uh, let's, let's turn our attention to features then in iMovie. And Chris Breen, you have been, uh, you have been uh, ex- uh, uh, feeding your inner Spielberg, I, I, I trust, this, this morning, testing out... Uh, testing out iMovie for the iPhone. I have been. It's um, just because the way I I work, I've been spending 20 minutes trying to figure out if there's some way to get movies into the phone so that you can use them within iMovie. Uh, For example, if you're doing an opening and closing clip for a video podcast, as as we often do, how do I get that into the iPhone and incorporate that into my movies? And as far as I can tell, it's not possible that this is really designed for movies that you've shot on the phone as well as photos that you've imported and audio that they either supply with the themes or that uh, is part of the, the music that you've brought into the iPhone. And, and we should uh, uh, jump in there and add only movie things that you've shot with the iPhone 4. This won't run on, on right. a 3GS or certainly not a 3G. Right, that's correct. So you can't go into your videos library, for example, and cut out the really good parts of uh, the latest Star Trek movie and then put your face in there. Uh, you know, as they're turning it, instead of to uh, Spock, they go to you instead and say, look, it's, it's me. And you can pretend you're in the movie. 
splice in some reaction shots of me and we'll call it a exactly day. and here i am and mm-hmm. look at oh I, that's all it got on the cutting room floor but here's the real uh, this is this is the director's cut and of course i'm the director mm-hmm. um but it's um so far it it the workflow is very simple to use they really do walk you right through it from push this button to create a new project. Oh, and here are the five themes that you can choose from. And here are your clips. Which do you want to put in? Video, audio, um, or a picture? And, oh, and we love, um, we love that uh, pan and scan effect, Ken Burns effect. That, uh, and we think you're going to as well. So much so that we're going to make it very difficult for you not to use the Ken Burns effect. And uh, there is a way around that. But as far as I can tell at this early uh, with very little experience with this phone, it's uh, more difficult to switch that off than maybe it should be. Spoken like a man who, it sounds like, does not love the Ken Burns effect necessarily. Uh, I've seen enough of the Ken Burns effect. Uh, they've they've really ridden Ken Burns hard over the past, I don't know how many years. And, it, and I, I hope they apologize to Ken Burns afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep wondering if he has some compromising pictures of the Apple board, and that's why we continue to see Ken Burns in every video product from Apple. Um, how, how, how does the, the iMovie perform process? Uh, this is going to be a weirdly formed question, but process, because I'm still thinking about Ken Burns. Uh, <laughs> Processor-wise, uh, are there lags? Does it, does it, uh, is it, does it feel pretty seamless to you? Yeah, much like everything on this phone, it really is like the performance on an iPad where things just happen. Where uh, what I'd go when I updated my 3GS to iOS 4, it slowed down. I really felt like it was lagging on a lot of things and it would kind of hang for a while doing getting all my email into a unified inbox. And so far, this phone is pretty darn snappy and you see that performance reflected in iMovie as well so if you need to pull a clip in it just happens if you need photos it just happens if you want to edit uh the beginning and end of a clip it happens very easily so you don't really feel like the phone is struggling at all with iMovie I think uh, in our coverage today where we talked to uh, the various people standing in line, hopefully not as long as John Seff was, um, the feature that kept coming up that people were excited to talk about uh, was FaceTime. And I'm wondering if any of you gents have had the chance to uh, try to make a FaceTime call. Uh, Jason seemed to be nodding there. Yeah, I actually called Dan Frakes, in fact, last night. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also spent some time with Glenn Fleischman last night um, from Tidbits, and uh, I called Dan earlier today, Dan Morin. So, um, sorry, Chris, I haven't called you yet. But um, so I've gotten a little bit of FaceTime with with uh, some of our some of our friends. And and and, and what are your impressions so far? Well, it's um, you know. I think it works really well. I think one of the underreported things about this or not reported things is even though it's Apple Apple said it's all integrated with the phone. You make a voice phone call and then you press the FaceTime button and you jump into FaceTime. The reality is you can do FaceTime without making a call. You can um, just as if you uh, tap on somebody's uh, contact and they've got a mobile number on the iPhone, it'll say send them a text message or call them. Now there's a button that says uh, enter FaceTime and, uh, or, or FaceTime or something like that. And um, that actually works. So if you know somebody's phone number and they've got an iPhone 4 with FaceTime, you don't actually have to call them on their uh, – it might be polite to do so. But you don't actually have to call them on their, uh, on their cell phone and use minutes um, to initiate the call uh, on FaceTime. You can just press the FaceTime button and 
off you go as long as you're on Wi-Fi. And, um, and it's worked pretty well. I mean, it's still video chat, and there's this open question about whether video chat is something that people really want to do or not. But the implementation is, is um, pretty strong. It's, uh, I was impressed with how uh, solid it seemed to be. How, how do the um, uh, pictures being beamed back and forth look? Are they are they sharp? Are they they jumpy? Uh, well, they're they're not bad. They're not you know it's an HD camera on the on the on the back, but if you know and on the front it's it's a much lower quality camera. But whichever one you use, you're going to get a scaled down image because it's got to kind of cram it down and send it over the Wi-Fi uh, and over your home broadband. So it's like an iChat again. It's like a video iChat. It's it's not bad. Um, at all, it's quite usable, but it is not pristine by any means either. But it's good. It's it it was completely usable. I was able to see um, my my uh, people that I was talking to, and they could see me. And you can sort of uh, tilt the phone on the side, and your orientation rotates, and theirs rotates, and and uh, so you can hold it horizontally or vertical, and it doesn't really matter. Dan and or Dan, since you've had the pleasure of. Uh of, of chatting with uh, El Supremo here, uh, <laughs> uh, do you do you share his enthu- I, seemingly enthusiastic uh, endorsement of Facebook? I, I was impressed with what I what little I have seen of it. That said, there are a couple things. One one technical thing held me back on the first time when Jason and I tried to do this is that it turns out there's actually a little slider in the settings um, that you have to turn on if you want to get FaceTime requests, mm. um, which I didn't know. And Jason kept trying to call me and saying it's not working. You're done. It's like it goes straight to voicemail, and so. I was, you know, playing around with that and found that little option there. Um, that once we got it to work, I thought it was it was pretty impressive the simplicity with which it works. The the sound quality was is better than a voice call um, because you're running over Wi-Fi instead of over the uh, cell network. The video is certainly passable, but at the same time, the entire experience is kind of like it's it's novel, but it's kind of awkward, right? We're not used to making phone calls with video, you know. It's it's strange to see the person that you're talking to it like this disembodied head on a screen. And I mean, I think there are, there are definitely cases in which people will, will be using it and thinking it's really valuable, but I, it's hard to see yet whether or not something is going to catch on for the vast majority of people. Well, I can tell you as from experience that Mr. Franks is in his jammies because I, uh, while you were speaking, we, we are on FaceTime as, <laughs> as we speak. And uh, he hasn't gotten dressed today. No, and Chris is of course kidding. I'm just wearing a T-shirt, but uh, which I do wear. Put to on bed pants, Dan. Put on pants, please. <laughs> yeah, let's what? pan down. Well, no, no pants, no podcast. Oh, it doesn't work that way. Hmm. Why, why is it that every podcast I host seems to end up with us discussing what we're wearing? Because <laughs> that's been the case the last few episodes. Inquiring minds want to know. It's really, it really uh, makes me uh, want to ask disturbing questions about myself. Um, the camera, the not the front-facing camera, but the rear camera, has gotten a bit of a bit of a makeover. Uh, any impressions about that that we've uh, that we've logged thus far in our our time with the iPhone four? Well, I used it a little bit yesterday to uh, take some pictures of the kids and some movies around the house, and and uh, it's clearly better than the one on the uh, the uh, the iPhone 3GS. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, the the images are sharper, the colors a little better, and the video is is much improved. That was I think the biggest change for me. Uh, the flash I found to be sometimes useful and sometimes horrible. Uh, for me, some of the times when I use the flash. It basically just washed out everything. I, I guess the uh, 
the it does a little bit of a pre-calibration where it, it flashes once to to sort of uh, set the the white levels and the light levels on the, the the picture you're going to take, and then flashes again to take the picture. And for me, on probably I don't know a third of the pictures I took, the the end, the uh, resulting picture was really washed out. No, but I, apart I apart get, from I, sorry, I I was going to step over you. Continue. <laughs> Uh, but apart from the flash, uh, the the images were much improved over the last phone. So improved images, and and Steve Jobs is right to oppose flash on the iPhone. <laughs> um, we've talked about the, uh, the the camera, the FaceTime, the iMovie uh, issues. People are reporting. Is there is there anything that we um, any last uh, final words about the iPhone four on this uh, iPhone four launch day and momentous two hundredth MacWorld podcast? I'll uh, I'll throw out there that the uh, the design I know we've mentioned it a couple times, but um, I find it very pleasing. <laughs> you know, in terms of the way that the design works, it seems really nice. It feels really solid. Um, it's if because of the lack of the curved back that we've had on the three G and the three GS, it seems a lot. I mean, and it is a lot smaller and um, both like thinner. It's also a little bit narrower because the, the the bezel doesn't curve out as much. It feels very compact. It, it really goes much better in many ways with the rest of the stuff that Apple is making these days um, in terms of just the aesthetic of it, the colors, the, the use of the stainless steel. I mean, I really think that it looks much more like an Apple product in some ways than the 3G and 3GS did. Except I'm sulking that I couldn't get a white one. Uh, yes. it's, white's hard to make, okay? Yeah, apparently. That, that white paint, short supply in China. That shoe polish is hard to apply. And the white one looks so good, too. It, it, it looks yeah. beautiful. So, um, it, you know, it's too bad. And, you, and, you, and you're saying that sincerely. They, they, oh, they, no, it does. It, okay. it, it, and I've never been a really big fan of the, of the white uh, iPhones in the past with the, the white back. But with the front and back being white, it does call to mind the classic iPod style. And I do think it looks really nice. It's not this weird, you know, black on the front, white on the back, two-tone thing, which the previous models were. It's, it's you know, white on the front and the back and, and, and beautiful. So it's too bad that it's not out there. I'm hearing a lot of people who are concerned about this, you know, si- the uh, signal drop thing that's out there about, you know, holding your hands where it is that we, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the problem with it is everybody wants us to say, well, is it true? Is it true? And, you know, we're going to need some time to to try it out in different places in different hand positions and map our hand locations and things like that and whether we're facing north or south and all of that. So what I would say is that it's really easy to put a put a put something in the water and have it spread and i think that with these phones um just getting out there today um now we're going to start to understand whether this is real or not but don't ever you know nothing you read on the internet uh can necessarily be extrapolated it could be one person or 10 or 100 or 1000 or 10000 and if it's a big problem we'll know pretty quickly but um I, I guess i would just caution about that that there's really no way for you to know right away and for us we we're going to have to you know all try this product out and uh only then when we kind of collaborate are we going to be able to understand you know what the real issues are and what the quirks might be that just affect one of us i can i can vouch for the fact that that the um I have not noticed uh, a worse performance on my iPhone 4. The reception in my new apartment is just as bad as it was with the 3GS. So I don't know if that's worth anything. but Exactly as bad as it was before. Exactly as bad. I cannot make a call with either of them unless I'm standing on the porch. Well, with that encouraging word for AT&T, I, I, 
I think we can uh, uh, wrap up this uh, this podcast about the iPhone 4. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to say about the phone on Macworld.com. I would uh, I would anticipate we'll have a review. I would anticipate we'll have more on iMovie for the iPhone. And on that note, I'd like to thank Chris Breen for taking time out of his iMovie testing schedule to speak to us. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Dan Frakes, thank you, and, and put on some pants. <laughs> Happy to be here. Uh, Dan Morin, uh, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. And Jason Snell. Thank you. I'm Philip Michaels. This has been the 200th edition of the Macro Podcast. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Good night, John Seth, wherever yes. you are. <laughs> we, 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 no thanks to you, John Seth. Enjoy your soup.